Welcome to another episode of Voice Podcast. It's podcast from students to students. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about books because that's kind of a topic that I'm passionate about. And today, my guest is Kat. She's a library technician. And we're going to talk a little bit about SLC libraries, uh, what you can expect about them, what can you do using their services, and then we're going to talk about books. So good morning, Kat. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, let's start with a little small talk about library services. What does uh, SLC library offers to students? What kind of services can you find there? Uh, yeah, so in the library, um, aside from having, um, we have technicians at the desk available for reference. Um, we also have the academic support centers available in the library, and they help with um, grammar, citation work, um, things to help at the end of assignments. Um, and then there's also peer tutoring. Um, the peer tutoring program matches a lower year student with an upper year student to help um, tutor them in their program if there's one available. Of okay. Course. That's interesting. Uh you also have study rooms, I believe. Yeah, there's um, five study rooms in the library mm -hmm. with smart boards, and you can borrow um, HDMI cables and pens at the desk. Um, and that is separate from the boardrooms downstairs and the boardrooms um, in Davies Hall. Okay, so these are kind of different departments. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I thought that's that's the one thing. <laughs> interesting. Uh, is peer tutoring or mentorship programs, are they pretty busy usually? They, they do try to be. Um, okay. <laughs> well, they, they are. There's, there's a lot of students who either the students will come and say they need help, the teachers might refer the students, or the student success facilitators might refer the students to peer tutoring. Um, and then it just depends on whether or not peer tutoring can find somebody in an upper year who's available to tutor the students. Okay. Okay. But that's a great service. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of helpful. Sometimes uh, upper year students can explain something easier than teachers do. So I think, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, and it's like it's that. it's really great too because it's it's free for the students, and then the upper year students will get paid to do it. Oh wow, as that's well. nice. Yeah, so it's kind of a part time job for them. Kind of, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what about books in the library? Because library is a place where you can find books. Yeah. What kind of books can you find them? Um. So we have we have your like the books you expect to find. We have textbooks, um, current issues, previous issues. Um, there's also, we have a really big non-fiction uh, generally mm -hmm. collection. So they're not textbooks, but they are brought to support the program. Okay. Um, we have fiction, graphic novels, manga, um, and then to for everybody and to support the ECE program, we have a children's book collection. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it's available for everybody. We have community members come in and borrow it too. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, we have uh, the library is open to the entire Kingston community. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's something new for me. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, what are the policies to borrow a book? So can you read it only 
in the library or you can, I don't know, create an account or how, how does it work? Yeah, so all of our books can be taken outside of the library, mm -hmm. um, except for there's a really small collection that's just referenced behind our desk. Mm -hmm. um, and those can only be used in the library. It's like your encyclopedias, um, the APA 7 guide. Okay. Um, but we also have the APA 7 guide online. Mm -hmm. um, and then the collection and elsewhere in the library varies between um, one week to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then the books directly behind the front desk is the reserve collection. And those <clears throat> are um, uh, one hour to three hour loans. Okay. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think uh, maybe AP7 books or references, encyclopedias, I think they're, well, people kind of use them. Students use them a lot. I yeah. Think. They're, they're really popular. So we yeah. want to make sure that they're kept in the best shape. Yeah. And if, if they leave the library in a backpack, they're not guaranteed to come back in the same shape as before. Yeah. So if we, if we keep them in the library, you know, you can... We'll get it for you and you mm -hmm. can take it to read in the space, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but we're also expanding our ebook collection as well. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of our books that are in print, we have ebook versions of them. Okay, how can you find an ebook collection of books? Uh, so the library website um, in our menu, there's the resources mm -hmm. drop down. And when you click on ebooks, it'll give you a list of all our ebook providers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that's also the first time I hear about that. For sure. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't know much about library <laughs> services here. Uh, okay, so that's good. But now let's kind of start talking about books and yeah. about reading habits and stuff like that. Uh, did you like reading when you was a kid? I liked reading so much that for the longest time I only read one book. And my teachers in kindergarten were so mad at me. So the book was The Littlest Mermaid by John Stapleton. And I really, really didn't want to read Amelia Bedelia. And they all wanted me to read Amelia Bedelia, and that fell down. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think I had the same problem last time. <laughs> um, I just really didn't. Like, I I was the mermaid friend. You know, uh -huh. you have the horse friend. You have yeah. the car friend. I was the mermaid friend. <laughs> um, so Little Mermaid, The Littlest Mermaid, which is a completely different tale. For years, I thought it was called The Little Purple Mermaid. But then when you sent the question, I was like, wait, what's that book actually called? <laughs> so I went and found it. Um, but yeah, I read so much. I was I was the kid, you know, I'd read a lot, a lot, a lot. And then now that I'm older, I don't read anything. Oh. I mean, I do, but not as much as I yeah, used to. Yeah, not as much. Uh I think I also used to read a lot when I was a kid. I didn't have a certain book. Uh, I don't know why, but I was the type of kid who always read all of the books that our teacher recommended us to read during the summer to oh. kind of prepare for the classes. And there was a huge list of books and nobody cared about that. And, well, I had a goal to read all of those books during the summer. <laughs> a noble goal. <laughs> yes, it was a noble goal. My whole school journey, I've read 
all of the books, well, pretty much. And I don't know how I did that because I could read like one book per in like one day and it was okay for me yeah. to read one book per one day. Uh, now I can do that, apparently. <laughs> maybe because I don't have that much time uh, or maybe because I'm reading slower. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, so you said that you kind of fell in love with reading with this little with this book about little mermaid yeah yeah uh it was just i don't even know what it was about it it's it's a really rare book now like mm -hmm. if if a public library somewhere still has it that's great but you can't really buy it anymore okay um because i have a daughter so i'm like oh uh -huh. well i remember this book i should get it and read it to her but i can't find it anywhere now so i have to look a bit harder but I I hope you'll find it somewhere, maybe yes. ebook edition or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope that will work. And I, I'm not sure. Well, actually, I do remember one book that I, like, fell in love with reading, thoughtfully. Because before that, I was just well, I had a list of books that I had to read, and I was just reading all of them. Uh, and I remember I was 11. Oh well, maybe like 11, 12. And I went to my grandma's house uh, for the summer and it was more countryside and they had a library, uh, but there were not many books, especially for kids in that library because it was more like a country library. Uh, and I found one book. It was the last book of the first cycle. So I didn't understand what's going on. <laughs> Uh, but there was a cycle, I'm not sure if you know about that, uh, there was a cycle of books, uh, it was called Warriors, about cats. Warrior cats. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I could talk about warrior cats for hours. I know, me too. <laughs> uh, it was the, the last book of the first cycle. Yeah. I didn't understand anything, uh, but by the end of the book, I was like, wow. That's gonna be my personality for the rest of my childhood. Yeah. And I was, I think I was reading only like books related to, somehow related to warriors uh, for the next four or five years. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't start doing anything else. I was obsessed. Then I became a fantasy kid. I was, yeah. I was reading fantasy. Oh yeah, the authors didn't need to go so hard with those books, but man, they really went hard with those books because they're amazing. Yeah, and there's so so many books. intense. Yeah, so many characters. You definitely can find at least one that you're related to. Yeah, like you feel. Yeah, that that cat is just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like that cat. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, do you have a favorite genre of book? Um, so I, I was a teen, starting to become a teenager and was a teenager when all of the, um, when Twilight came out. Okay. But so I was reading, so I read Twilight, but then because Twilight came out, all the books that were published before Twilight became more popular. Mm -hmm. So I was reading things like the Morganville Vampires, Vampire Academy, um, Vampire Kisses, okay. just all all the oldies. Um, 
And I'm still like really into the supernatural romance genre. Yeah. But now I'm reading things like Deborah Harkness's um, All Souls books, mm-hmm. which is not young adult novels. It's um, older. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> older adult novels. Okay. <laughs> um, still somewhat in the flavor of YA novels, but they're for like people in their mid-20s and up Mm -hmm. like all the all the characters in the books aren't under 20 yeah that's that's nice (laughs) which which is nice because like I don't mind reading YA novels now Mm -hmm. they hold a special place in my heart yes but when I can find a book written for my new demographic (laughs) (laughs) I'm not old I promise um it's just really nice because you can only read about teenagers so much before you're like okay I need to read a book about someone my own age yeah (laughs) I feel that that's that's hard it's actually hard yeah it's really hard uh do you have a favorite author Deborah Harkness. (laughs) Deborah Harkness is my favorite author. Um, I had a chance to meet her at the Inspire Book Fair in 2015 in Toronto. Oh, wow. I bought her, I bought the last book in the All Souls trilogy and I met her and said hi and she signed it and um, it was just a huge fangirl moment and she really liked my outfit (laughs) because I had this like really pretty red shawl and it was like oh my gosh she liked my outfit and then I got a picture with her and it was like the highlight of my nerdy book life yeah it definitely is a highlight wow that's so cool I mean I wish I could do the same with my favorite authors (laughs) um I'm not sure if I have a favorite genre yeah. right now. Uh, it definitely used to be a fantasy. Uh, but right now, I think it's dystopia mostly. Yeah. I kind of <clears throat> like it because uh, those books make me think. Mm-hmm. It's just, I not just consume the story. Uh, I actually start thinking about everything. It just... It makes my brain work, and it's nice. Yeah. Um, my favorite author, that was when I was preparing yesterday for this podcast. Uh, it was so hard to pick one. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of Russian classic, uh, apparently. And I'm a huge fa- fan of Dostoevsky. Uh, you may hear about cra- uh, Crime and Punishment. Yeah, we have it in the library nice (laughs) i think yeah we have um so we we have a really unfortunately small selection of international titles Mm -hmm. and i think we have five or six um russian books and i'm pretty sure crime and punishment is one of them at least that name sounds very familiar i'm pretty sure it is yes that's kind of well internationally i think that's his most famous book yeah it's not my favorite one though uh (laughs) but that's a good book for sure that's a great novel uh and i really like uh the complexity of his books 
uh, and I really like the complexity of his characters. But my favorite thing is the gray morality that he uses. So there are now just bad characters and just good characters. Yeah. No pure evil, nothing like that. They're, they feel very real, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their own circumstances for yeah, things. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's that's the main thing that I like about his yeah. novels. Uh, but I also think that I'm a fan of Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't have explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I just love his books. What was your most recent book that you've read? So branching off your Stephen King... Um, okay. Not a Stephen King novel, but at the Inspire Book Festival, mm -hmm. I was walking through the horror booth section, mm -hmm. and I met this author, Nancy Kilpatrick, and she showed me her book, and she's like, oh, do you like horror? And I'm like, yeah, I've flipped through the pages of some Stephen King novels, and I've watched his stuff get adapted to mm -hmm. me uh, visual media, and... She's like, oh, how about you try mine? So I'm reading a book. I've had it in storage because we just moved. Uh, it was called Vampiric Variations, uh, mm -hmm. Tales of Vampiric Horror. And it's um, a series of both short stories and novellas all about um, vampires, different vampires, legends from other cultures, mm -hmm. um, old ones, like really old ones. And then um, there's a few of like the newer lore all mixed in um and it's really good i haven't read it in a while um i just finished the first novella mm -hmm. or short story um last night um of course i can't remember or pronounce what they called the vampire in that book because that mm -hmm. specific novella took place in um oh my gosh romania mm -hmm. yeah probably so yeah, I, was, I always really am good, so scared to pronounce the names of the characters of the books that I've read. Yeah. Because apparently, I well, in my head, I pronounce them differently. Yeah. Not the way they're supposed to be pronounced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm just avoiding names. <laughs> just no names. I will just describe. So that's that character. Yeah. That's that character. Uh, I was a twilight fan yeah oh my god uh, we can bond over twilight yes yes we can <laughs> i i also i think i was like 13 maybe well yeah about 13 and one of my friends she came to me and she's like i've read that book oh my god that's you have to read that it's <laughs> it's just too much to explain <laughs> And I'm like, wow, what was the name of the book? She's like, Twilight. Please, please, you have to read that. <laughs> and then I did, and then I watched the films, and I was a fan. Yeah. I was a fan. I definitely was a more, uh, more various cat fan, but Twilight, yeah. Yeah. They also affected me a lot. <laughs> um... I think the most recent book that I've read was My Policeman. I was talking about it in the episode that we recorded with all the hosts. And I said that I'm reading it right now. And I finally finished it, uh, I think, last weekend. Um, that's a novel. I can't say it's a classic novel because I think it was written in 
2012 or something. Okay. Um, that's a novel about three friends, group of three friends, uh, with like love interests between each other, uh, and it takes place in England in 1950s. Um, yeah. So that's nice. that's a heartbreaking book, honestly, oh. and. I'm so excited to watch a movie <laughs> that's based on this novel that is released, uh, I think, this weekend. So oh, wow. it's like the beginning of November. Oh, uh, so you finished that book just in time. Yes. Oh, yes. gosh. That, that was the goal. <laughs> Honestly, that was the goal. Because I was scared to watch a movie before reading a book. Because I, well, I wanted to cry twice, first of all. <laughs> because if I would watch a film first and then I will read a book I probably wouldn't cry on a book but now I cried over a book and now I'll definitely cry over a film that was the goal I did that with um The Fault in Our Stars mm -hmm. by John Green I read the book and bawled yes. my eyes out and then my husband and I went to go see the movie and I bawled my eyes out again out in theater <laughs> oh yeah I, I love that it was so good and so sad. It's so good and so sad. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I oh my gosh. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, what book made you cry the most? Not surprisingly, though, not that. Um, so Allegiant by Veronica Roth, part of the mm -hmm. Divergent trilogy. Um, the ending's a huge, huge, huge spoiler. And that's the part that made me cry. So I'm not going to spoil the ending for everybody. Um, it was incredibly unexpected. I didn't see any foreshadowing that it was going to happen. At uh -huh. least I didn't. Other people might have. And it just... I was done. I was gone. Yeah. The tears were flowing. They were the messy... Yeah. Messy tears. It was... It was bad and i was upset about that book for weeks <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that must have been a hard time yeah oh my god yeah and then they made them into movies and the movies actually aren't that bad mm -hmm. um theo james oh my goodness <laughs> he's so cute um but I was a little worried because they made the first two movies and then they didn't do quite well. So the last book was going to be made into like a TV movie or just a mini series. But they did come out with a part one movie and I haven't finished watching it yet. It's been a really long time now, mm -hmm. um, but I do keep meaning to go back and watch it. I'm hoping that the end of the book, like they cut mm -hmm. off before that part in the book so that I don't have to watch it happen um so please don't spoil the end of Allegiant for me <laughs> um but yeah uh yeah I I definitely cried over a lot of books I usually I cry over every single book that I'm reading uh just because well they make such a sad end of every every single book in every single book there is a tragedy at the end yeah uh, and I have to cry so I have to suffer uh, I was 
I was crying over the, every single book and all those fantasy uh, cycles of books that were very, very popular when I was a kid. Well, when I was like 12, 13, 12 to 14, 15. Uh, it was really popular. Uh, there were a lot of different authors. Uh, they made though their own. It was kind of young adult novels, but they were mostly f like young adult fantasy cycles of books. There are a lot of books, a lot of characters. They're all kind of. They're all kind of the same, uh, but well. It doesn't matter. I will cry over every single one of them. But uh, for sure, the book that made me cry the most, we're going to talk about Barriers again. Uh, that was the last book um, of one of the cycles. Blue Star? No, probably not. Okay. It was like the big, big fight between uh, bad cats and good cats. Uh, and there the i'm not i don't remember what was the name of this cat in english uh but it was like the main character lionheart probably <laughs> probably it was a ginger cat a ginger cat oh uh, firestar yeah firestar okay exactly and there, that, there were three deaths in that book that really hit me hard yeah and that was uh that was the Spoilers. book where the firestar well like definitely died it was like the last last chance <laughs> it was his last life and he died and a lot a lot a lot of cats also died and i remember it was oh my god i was shattered uh it was a weekend and i remember my mom's uh yelling me to go eat lunch and i can't because I'm I'm screaming, I'm crying. I, I my face is like this size. It's all red. It's all in tears, because well, that's that's the end of my childhood. That's it. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. And all other cats are also dead. Five <laughs> uh, star dies. End of childhood. You're an adult now. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because I couldn't. I couldn't continue reading those books after that yeah apparently so that was actually the end <laughs> uh, i'm gonna cry even now oh no so yeah i was uh i was depressed for a couple of weeks because i didn't know what's the matter of leaving now what's what, what can i read now why why would i read something else yeah uh so yeah that was that was a hard one <laughs> Uh, did you ever, have you ever bought a book just because of its cover? Yes. yes. So I'm even confused myself today. So I watched, or not watched, I put a book on my Christmas wish list. Um, be, and I don't even really know now why I wanted it so bad, but like, I remember like it was on my Christmas wish list for a while. Mm -hmm. So I finally got it one Christmas and I read it. And I don't want to say the name because I don't want anybody to take my opinion as fact. Um, but it was really bad. Oh. Like, I read the back, like, and I read the blurb online. And, like, the premise sounded really good. 
but then reading it, it just, it was flat. Flat like the plains of Western Canada. It was just, it wasn't good. Yeah. So now it's packed in a box. Oh, no. I think, well, I have a, an opposite story. Uh, it was the first book that I've ever bought. That the, that was the first book of Stephen King that I've ever bought. It was the Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah. I was definitely too young to read that because I was traumatized by the end of the book. I was traumatized, uh, but it was worth it. Uh, it was. I just. I was like, uh, I like scary books, you know, but you don't expect it to be that scary, like psychologically scary. Because, well, before that, you were reading scary books for kids. And now it's not for kids. Yeah. And that was, I believe, 14, maybe 15. Uh, and I bought it. And it was good. I mean, I liked it. And I started to read a lot of Stephen King's books. And I kind of still do that. But I shouldn't have started that. No. that being that young. <laughs> no. <laughs> Need a light on, close your curtains. Yeah. Watch Spongebob right afterwards. Yes. So you don't have nightmares before that. Yes, exactly. Um, but also, uh, well, I didn't buy this. Well, yeah, I did because I bought an e-version, e e uh, e-book version of the book. Um, if some of you is familiar with book talk, so it's like a part of TikTok where people are talking about books. I did go look into that, by the way. Oh! I didn't quite find anything, because TikTok's very addictive and very quick and very fast. It is. But uh, I did I did start looking into that. It's yeah. Cool. I like it. <laughs> uh, but that's the story how I was disappointed about the book. Oh. Uh, because I had such high, such high expectations about... It was... Uh, it's a young young adult uh psycho um they has a long name it was like a cord of roses and thorn yeah something did you okay, yeah that? did you like it um i think i read i always go into a new series and i read the first five chapters mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. and after the first five chapters if you know, you get into that zone when you read and you just keep reading until you realize it's like midnight. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if I don't feel that after five chapters, I'll usually put the book down. So luckily this time I got that book at the library. Mm -hmm. um, not ours, um, the public library. Um, so I could just give it back. I didn't buy it myself. But yeah, it was... I feel like younger me would have enjoyed it oh yeah for sure for sure um but it wasn't the kind of book that i was looking for at the time wanting to mm -hmm. read but i can see why it's so popular i can't see why it's so popular i'm sure that my younger version well the younger version of me would enjoy it and i would be a fangirl i would read all of those books but well I wanted to stop after five chapters. Oh. I wanted to stop after every single chapter because I'm like, mm, I I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's not 
that exciting. Well, not for me, not right now. But I was like, well, maybe I should give this book another chance and another chance and another chance because it was so popular in the book talk yeah. and everybody was talking about like the last book of the cycle. Um, there were very, it was very, very popular. And everybody was saying like, wow, that's the best young adult cycle of book they have ever like read uh, or like recently, that's the best one. And I was giving the book so many chances. <laughs> I gave it so many chances. And then when I finished, I felt disappointed because I didn't understand why my character acted like that. I, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> And then I uh, went online and I was looking for different reviews and a lot of people were saying like, yes, first book is not that good. You know, second one also is not that good, but the third one and all the next books are like fire. They're so good. No way I'm going to read a second book just just to get to something actually interesting. If something actually interesting starts to happen only in the third book, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, well, I would do that if I was 15, 14. Yeah, as I said, I would be a fine girl. Yeah. <laughs> but not right now. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Oh, gosh. Um, yes. So going going back to earlier about like supernatural romance mm -hmm. into vampires before vampires were popular. Um, my favorite book is called Secret Vampire by L.J. Smith. Mm -hmm. And it was released all the way back in 1996. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not that old. Okay. Well, I am, but also not. I was like <laughs> one year old when it came out. Um and originally it was its own standalone novel, but I didn't read it until I was in my teens and it became it was part of a um, omnibus edition of books. Mm -hmm. So the first three books in the Night World series were in one tome. Mm -hmm. The next three were in a second and the next three were in a third. And I bought all of them, of course, because mm -hmm. I was in chapters. I read uh, Secret Vampire was the first one. So I started reading it. And I looked at my watch and like 20 minutes had passed and I'm like, okay, I'm buying this. And then I also yeah. picked up the other two because there was a sale. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done that if there wasn't a sale. Um, and I just, I love LJ Smith so much. Um, I never read any of the Vampire Diaries because she did write the Vampire Diaries. Mm -hmm. um, but her Night World series just blew me out of the water. Um, romance, suspense, action underlying epic plot points like it's just a huge shame because the last book in the series strange fate mm -hmm. i've been waiting too long for it to come out all of our all of her fans have been waiting for it to come out and i don't think it's ever going to come out because it's supposed to be like the epic culmination of all these nine books uh -huh. but yeah it's so the expectation is too high yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is so good, and she's such a good author. Yeah, it sounds like a like a perfect, perfect book for like a teenager. Yeah, especially if it's supernatural, 
topic. Vampires. Yeah, there's vampires, there's witches, there's shapeshifters, there's werewolves. Oh yes, I love that. Secret societies. It has something for everybody. Um, and you don't really have to go in order. There is an order. And mm-hmm. then it, they're in the three books as the order you read them in. But you can read them on their own as well. And there's like cameos of characters from each of the books wow. in the different books. and. It sounds so good. An entire universe in three tomes. I'm but yeah. I'm about to finish this recording and then go Google some <laughs> vampire books. I feel like that's what I need to kind of relieve all of the stress from midterms. Yes. <laughs> um that was one of the hardest questions when I was preparing yesterday oh, yeah. for me. Because I can't pick one because they're all so different. Uh, so I picked three. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I picked three. If somebody would tell me that I have to read only three books until the end of my life, I would pick those three because they're all really different. And I kind of can get something from this one, then something from that one, and something from the last one. And then I will be a happy person. Uh, the first one is 1984. I love dystopia. That book makes me think about things just just yeah makes my brain works which is nice i also love the love uh line like the kind of love interest between two main characters i i love that it's so tragic and i love it so much uh the second one is a huge book it's actually released in four thumbs uh, it's War and Peace. That's a classic, yeah, classic. Yeah, we have that downstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. It's classic, classic. That's the most classic Russian novel that you can ever, like, find. That's that's it. It has everything that I love so much about Russian classic. Uh, I love the language. I love the complexity of the plot. I love that that book has so many different characters it's like barriers but for adults yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i believe that the main actions take about 10 years so like from the beginning of the first book until the end of the last book it's about 10 years maybe more i don't remember i've read it a year ago but anyway so you like you start reading with one generation of characters and then you finish with the another generation of characters and it's so nice and you can definitely find a character that you relate the most um also the drama the philosophy it's so (laughs) this book is just just it's just a lot of a lot of citates for for like for younger me for older me whatever it's just it's just good. The it's, you right now. Yes. <laughs> um and what else? I wanted to mention something else about the book. Oh yeah. I also love the as I mentioned before, I love the language of this book because the author goes into such d- details. It's so so detailed. Like every 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 tree that is around the characters in the forest has its own uh, personality 
and I love that. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why there are four toms of this book. Maybe that's the reason, but I love that. And the last one is so different from the previous two. I would read Call Me By Your Name a hundred of times. <laughs> First of all, the love. Oh my God, that's, ah, that's the best love line that I've ever, uh, well, not that I've ever read, but that's one of the best for sure. Also, I love the language. It's so beautiful. It's like you want to highlight every single line of the book and somehow memorize it <laughs> because it sounds so poetic. Wow. I love that book. So yeah, I think those are the three ones. Nice. <laughs> You're so passionate about books. Oh. Hopefully it's infectious. <laughs> oh, yes. I am. Oh my God. Books are my personality. The, the person that I am right now is just... It's just a combination of books that I've read. <laughs> My personality changed kind of every couple of months because I kind of accumulate all the books that I've read and then, boom, I'm a new person. <laughs> and then I start again. <laughs> uh, what was the book with the most unexpected plot twist that you've read? Oh, um, that one was really hard. I was going to go back and mention um, Allegiant again, but we already mm -hmm. talked about it and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, the next one would be um, the Evernight series. Mm -hmm. It's another set of vampire novels. There's a theme here. It, I like vampires. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't quite remember the author's name, which is really sad for me um it's something gray bianca grave veronica gray something like that um and i don't mind spoiling this one i'll spoil mm -hmm. it um so she's a vampire but she was born a vampire and that's apparently really rare okay. and then you find out that um her parents made a deal with wraiths and wraiths are dead vampires because they just they die and become ghosts basically okay but they have their own magic powers uh -huh. so her parents made a deal with them to have her and she's part of some prophecy and mm -hmm. i didn't get that far in the books i only mm -hmm. read the first one um but basically she ends up dying and becomes a wraith and leads some kind of wraith rebellion. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't really expecting that because, like, the whole book kind of the first book leads up and it starts like she's a normal teenager. And then, right before like the middle half of the book, um, you find out that they're all vampires. It's just like because she because she bites her date. Okay. And her friend, not her not friend is there, like school enemies, school bully, that kind of thing. And uh -huh. she's like, oh, finally, you've become a vampire like the rest of us. <sighs> and that's the big revelation there. And it's like, wow. I don't know. I was I wasn't going into the book. Because I think I, I think it was another case if I bought it based on the cover. Mm -hmm. So I didn't read the back, and I wasn't going into it thinking it was a vampire book. 
the the cover and the title and the decoration and stuff kind of made it look like it might be a witchy book. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was it was about vampires. A question to a vampire expert. Sure. To an expert in the, the books about vampires. Do they have kind of the same uh, idea of what are vampires? How do you become a vampire? So, like, is it the same as in Twilight? So, like, the you have to bite someone to for someone to become a vampire, and like you're immortal. How does it work? Do they kind of have their own policy of how to be a vampire, and each cycle? <laughs> it it definitely varies between all the books I've read, and given how many I've read, I'm very comfortable calling myself a vampire novel expert. Um, thank you. I have a new job title now. Um, it, it definitely varies. Um, I don't know a lot about the old lore because a lot of, um, a lot of like the really old, like IRL recorded vampire lore Mm -hmm. comes from Europe Mm -hmm. and there's tons of white accounts. And apparently there was a vampire scare, like in Puritan times down in the U.S., it was a really interesting case I, mm-hmm. that I obviously read up on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it various. So like in Twilight, for instance, they have like weird infected saliva. So when yeah. they bite you, it like, it, like, based on the books, it like burns your body. Yeah, from it's the like inside an infection. Out. It's like an infection, like a raging infection. Um and then a lot of the books kind of keep it to like, oh, vampire bites you, you bite them back, bam, you're a vampire now. And then there's um, the odd one, um, I think specifically like the Dungeons and Dragons-esque type books mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, you've just been scratched by a vampire. You've just been bit by a vampire without biting them back. Oh, you're a vampire now. Oh. That kind of thing. It really varies. I just remember about one more book about vampires that I've read. I do not remember author. I do not remember the title. I just remember kind of... I, I'm not even sure if I remember the plot. Uh, but I remember that they were flying for sure. So like they kind of had a superpower. Yeah. That superpower was flying. They were all flying and they had, I, I'm not sure right now because what now when I'm thinking about it, it sounds weird, but I believe that they had kind of like a wine, like wine bottles full of blood. Yeah. Which was like collected in this. That's, that's quite popular in um, most modern day vampire yeah. movies and stuff. I don't know. I'm thinking back to um, the Underworld movies with Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. and they had their incredibly fancy coven house with all their fancy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, they definitely have a cellar full of yeah. blood. Oh, I but- remember. I. You remember? I I don't I don't remember the author. This still, is a vampire but... podcast now. <laughs> Apparently it is, uh, but I do remember that it was the same <laughs> author that wrote Midnight Library. Uh, so yeah, if somebody's interested, it's the same author. I still do not remember the name, <laughs> but yeah, that was it. 
and I remember that there was a lot of drama in there. I a lot of drama between the main character and his uncle. And I think one of them killed someone at the end. That's a very vague description of a book, <laughs> but I just had it on my mind. I'm like, oh, I have, I have to share that. Yeah. Uh, no, it varies. Yeah, and about unexpected plot twist, yeah. I think. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, it was the first book in fully in English that I've read, fully in English. That was a big step for me. I was terrified because I thought, well, I I can't read like actual fiction fiction books that's not possible but now i can and i'm happy uh that was another book from the book talk and that was actually a good one it was uh a detective novel a good girl guide to the murder but just to murder i'm not sure uh and then there were two more books in the cycle it's good girl bad blood and as good as dad First of all, that book started my obsession with true crime podcasts because the main character, first of all, she was recording a true crime podcast. Second of all, she was listening to a true crime podcast. And I started listening to true crime podcasts. And that's kind of part of my personality now. Uh, unexpected plot twist. I'm, right now, I'm not even sure if it's a plot twist. It's just a uh, complexity something that was slightly mentioned in the first book played a huge role in the last book and i was like that's what it was about wow <laughs> so it was not you just mentioned that it actually made sense wow that's so cool <laughs> five out of the five ten out of ten five stars i'm a fan right now <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was that was a good book. I highly recommend it. That's a cool young adult detective novel. It's nice. It's really nice. Uh, if you have a chance, would you firstly re read a book or watch a movie that's based on the book? I think now, given how much time I have in the day, I'd probably watch the movie first. Because mm -hmm. um, I have... Well, I work here all day, every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, all day. Um, and then I have a daughter. So mm -hmm. if if the, the book and the movie happen to be for older audiences, I won't watch it while she's awake. Mm -hmm. but when she's asleep i want to take that time to do whatever i want to do because mm -hmm. i am she goes to bed around 7 p.m mm -hmm. and then i only have 7 8 9 10 until i have to go to bed so it's like do i want to try and fit a movie or read a book into those or do i want to do all of the other stuff yeah that i have to do in the day and then time escapes. But yeah, a movie. I do a movie now. If you asked me five years ago, I'd say a book. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of, I think it's the same, the same here. Uh, do you remember what was the last time that you've watched a movie that's based on a book? Oh, gosh. Um, not a movie. 
Um, but a TV show. Okay. This is a vampire podcast now. So the, it's the <laughs> it's the Blood Books by Tanya Huff, who's a Canadian author, and they were made into a Canadian mm-hmm. series called Blood Ties, starring Christina Cox, Dylan Neal, and Kyle Schmid. Kyle Schmidt's very pretty, by the way, just to the side. Um, but every now and then, um, I'll watch an episode of it just because it's my one of my favorite pieces of Canadian content. And I have all the books, and I'm trying to get the ebooks now mm-hmm. um, so I can read them on the go. But I think I'm going to look it up because that's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the first. Canadian author book that I will read. Yeah, they're they're really good too. Like the mm-hmm. TV show is its own kind of good, but the books have so much more in them. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote a sequel series, so there's um, the blood books and the smoke books, but they mm-hmm. have the same um, character, Henry Fitzroy. Okay, that's good. It's so good. <laughs> I love the Vampire Podcast. Oh my god. It turned out <laughs> even better than I expected because I thought we were going to just talk about books and now we're talking about vampire books and just just everything that's related to vampires. Yeah. TV shows, movies. I love that. Uh, I think the last time that I've watched a movie that was based on a book, it was Dune film with oh, Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Uh, and then I decided to read Dune and that was... I can't say it was a mistake, but I kind of I couldn't read anything else except for those books for a long time. And I also it well, it took me a lot of time to start liking those books. Because the author, uh, he just created the whole new language uh, so many just w- words that don't make sense at all uh only if you like know what do they mean actually (laughs) you have to read the glossary first because they have a glossary at the end of the book because it's actually confusing because they don't well at the beginning they don't explain you what does this word mean you just you kind of get it as you read you're like oh so that's what was that (laughs) okay now now it makes more sense and i also i think I think I've uh, watched Little Women, uh, and it, and after that I've read it. So yeah, I'm right now. I'm mostly movie first, and then if I like it, I'm gonna read a book. Yeah. Um, so I think I like the Dune movie more because it doesn't have that many. It's not that intense, kind of. Yeah. So it's like it's just the half of the first book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually called Dune. Uh, but about Little Women, I like the film also more because uh, the film uh, contains the plot of the first book, which is Little Women, and I think uh, the second book, which is Good Wives or something. I'm not sure about the name of the second one because I haven't read that. Uh, and then... When I bought a book, Little Women, I expected it to be just like a movie. And apparently it just, it stops at, like in the middle of the film. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, oh, no. what's happening? And 
and then I had to Google it, and I'm like, okay, there is a second part, which is actually a different book. Interesting. Um, maybe one day I will read it. Maybe one day I will. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe when I will finish with all those vampire books recommendations <laughs> that I got today. Uh, and I actually think that that was a great, great conversation. Thank you so much. For it was coming. very lively. It was yes. it was quite wonderful. We have quite a bit in book common. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that it's an international experience. Because well, sometimes I think that that's just my experience, but then I'm just start talking to other people and they're like, yeah, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, that's that's the same here. Uh, so thank you so much for spending that time with us. I hope you enjoyed it. You can listen to this podcast and all the platforms that you're using for listening to your podcast or you can watch it on a YouTube channel. Uh, and we will see you next week. Have a great day, I guess. Bye.